We're driven by the search for better. But when it comes to hiring, the best way to search for a candidate isn't to search at all. Don't search match with Indeed. Indeed is your matching and hiring platform with over 350 million global monthly visitors, according to Indeed data, and a matching engine that helps you find quality candidates fast. Ditch the busy work. Use Indeed for scheduling, screening, and messaging so you can connect with candidates faster. Leveraging over 140 million qualifications and preferences every day, Indeed's matching engine is constantly learning from your preferences, so the more you use Indeed, the better it gets. Join more than 3.5 million businesses worldwide that use Indeed to hire great talent fast. And listeners of this show will get a $75 sponsored job credit to get your jobs more visibility at Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Just go to Indeed.com slash BlueWire right now and support our show by saying that you heard about Indeed on this podcast. That's Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Terms and conditions apply. Need to hire? You need Indeed. This is Kits and Wagers, where we where we wear kits and t- and discuss betting on football, aka soccer. I am Adam Zadroik, joined with Chris Owen. We are both writers at RotoWire. Chris, welcome to the show, and tell us about your kit. Yeah, thanks, Adam. Um, I'm wearing a uh, Dortmund Borussia Dortmund top here. Great game yesterday in the Champions League. I am becoming more and more enamored by Jude Bellingham. Like he's one of the best midfielders out there, and I can't wait to see how he progresses this season. Um, and uh, the rest of the team at Dortmund is just like so fun to watch. So that's what I'm rocking today. And uh, what do you got going on over there? Yeah, I just want to say uh, Jude Bellingham, who will be on Bayern Munich in uh, <laughs> 12 to 24 months, we can say. Yeah, pretty much. Um, yeah, I got a Aston Villa top here. Got eight corns. Uh, this is an old uh, Gabby Igbonlahor jersey. Um, so bring it back. I guess I guess all my jerseys are kind of, you know, 10 to 20 years old. But, um, <laughs> yeah, so the legendary uh, Igbonlahor days. I think he played with Emil Heskey. Ashley Young was on those teams. Oh, yeah. Um, so you know those classic Villa teams, and I'm kind of, kind of uh, relating this this Villa jersey with my best bet that we're gonna have uh, coming up later. Oh, so nice teaser. Um, <laughs> yeah, uh, I think I'm. I think I'm gonna take it. We'll we'll, we'll see what, if I change my mind here in the next few minutes. And that jersey's at like a fine wine. It only gets better. <laughs> yeah, I mean it says Acorns on it, so it's definitely. Yeah, I don't even know what that company is or sponsor, but uh, uh, it might have been like some or some investment thing, or it's it's either an insurance company or like yeah. a financial investment company. Let's be real. Yeah, definitely. Uh, all right. So last week, what did we get wrong? What did we get right? Well, uh, I think what you got wrong, you took another away team to win. Uh, so that's wrong. Yeah. Yeah. Um, Kind of rough week for me last week, but uh, we're back to it this week. Regardless of what happens, I believe that I had was it um, West Ham to uh, I took I, I was looking at a couple overs that's for sure. 
Yeah, um, West Ham at uh, Newcastle is that game you're looking at? Yeah, West Ham at Southampton, I believe it was. Um, I had West Ham at plus one forty five. I want to say, um, and then yes, I took, West Hampton. That's correct. You're right. Yeah, West West Hampton is yeah, not quite. <laughs> yeah, regardless, um, I had them didn't quite get that right, and so maybe a lesson learned potentially. And then I was looking at the over of three and a half goals plus one was that plus one seventy after they had both just conceded you know, four goals and five, five of their, so West Ham conceded or scored. There was four goals in each of West Ham's past three matches. There was four goals in two of Southampton's past three matches. So I, I said to myself, that seems like a trend. Maybe, um, maybe that's something to, to take a look at it and it didn't quite work out. And then I was looking at Leicester Man City kind of in the idea that Scott Carson might play a little goalkeeper uh, that didn't end up happening. And the match ended in one, one nil, um, I was looking at some of the overs and that didn't quite work out. So, you know, lessons, lessons learned here uh, early on in the season. And, and we're going to look to improve upon that. Yeah. For the, uh, for Southampton, I would, so maybe something to, to uh, think about in coming weeks, but there are two home matches. They've had two goals total. The other one was the one, uh, one draw against Man United. So maybe they're just, they're uh, trying to play more defensive at home, that kind of thing. So definitely something to, to put away until until they're uh, home again, but yeah. But for uh, speaking about these home teams, betting on away teams, I kind of want to touch on a little bit just what teams are actually comfortable uh, betting against at home. For uh, mainly this this upcoming weekend here, we have uh, on Sunday, I believe it is, is Chelsea at Tottenham. Uh, it's definitely one I was looking at. So you got Chelsea as a minus 125 favorite. Uh, I think the main thing is you have the uh, the Tottenham back line. I think they're going to have uh, Davidson Sanchez and Christian Romero back. They're, I think they're both still in Croatia right now because they had to quarantine after playing over the international break. I mean, if those guys aren't going to play, it's a completely different situation. But just imagine Tottenham, they're – they're full strength in their back line. I think Sono Ming's probably not going to play again. But given Chelsea, both teams playing midweek, how comfortable are we taking like a number at minus one twenty five against a team like Tottenham? I'm not super comfortable taking Tottenham just because. Um, I'm sorry, Chelsea away. Um, Tottenham has looked really strong this year. The the only only time where they've really struggled here was last match week when they uh, they lost 3-0 to Crystal Palace, but they picked up that red card in the 58th minute. And correct yeah. me if I'm wrong, but I think all three goals came after that. So, you know, it's tough. Chelsea's been so strong, and they've been, you know, made one of the best defensive sides, at least in the Premier League, and that they were also, again, impressive this week in the Champions League. Well, they uh, just won 1-0. One, one uh, was that a way as well? Um, but so, I mean, unrelated, but still, so yeah, I don't, I'm not super confident in taking Chelsea away. I, I think Tottenham's been strong enough and, and, you know, I'm going to get into this in shortly about the goals and whatnot, but, uh, like the, both teams are just so strong defensively that it could go either way, but I, I don't feel super confident in that. Yeah. I think, uh, something like that, you kind of want to look at, um, cause, these teams haven't like Tottenham have a new manager, but 
I was looking at uh, the, I guess the only time I think they played uh, Wolves against Chelsea last season, uh, Nuno uh, Santo and Thomas Tuchel um, with Chelsea. Um, it, it, it was a scoreless draw. Um, and I think that's just kind of the way that Tottenham are going to want to play this match. Like they know, like if Sono Ming's not playing, they know they're at a deficiency there and uh, they got the issues on the back line and everything. So I definitely think Tottenham's going to take that defensive approach and probably try and go for another scoreless draw. I mean, it's kind of it's probably not the what not what the fans want, but it's uh, it's probably if you if you can get a point against Chelsea, I think that's kind of good enough for Tottenham. Um, yeah, but, I agree. Yeah, yeah just getting into uh, this weekend, we got the the standalone Friday match here. I know. Uh, you want to discuss the over a little bit. What do you think about Newcastle against Leeds? Yeah, so I was just looking at this, but Newcastle and Leeds, you know, if you watch any of the matches over the first four game weeks, the goals have just been pouring in. So both teams at the bottom of the table in terms of goals against, Leeds have conceded, or Newcastle have conceded 12 goals while Leeds have conceded 11. The only team who's, uh, you know, close to that is Norwich, who, has conceded 11 goals. So um, for me, you know, that's just a sign to maybe take a peek at the goals, uh, the overs. Uh, over two and a half goals is uh, minus 155. Over three and a half goals is plus 155. And yeah, if you really want to get crazy, over four and a half is plus 340. So I think somewhere in that sweet spot might be that over three and a half plus 155 or even the, the uh, over two and a half. Um, just because of, you know, when you look at both defenses, they have not been able to uh, – you know, stop many attacks and, you know, Leeds is a solid attack. They haven't really shown how they, how well they played last year, but um, I would just consider that that over just because of, you know, how many goals have been coming in from both sides. Yeah, I definitely agree with that. Um, it's apparently a uh, fan duel has the best odds here. If you're looking at taking some of the overs here, um, if you look at the screen, but you got minus over two and a half. They have minus 148 over three and a half, uh, plus 166. But yeah, I definitely agree. Uh, the Leeds back line has basically been a problem since uh, the preseason. They kind of just haven't figured things out. And I'm still buying into that. One, I did just release my article on rotowire.com. I talked about the match pretty in depth. Um, one thing that stood out to me, uh, we talked about the goal bands last week. Um, this was at DraftKings. I found it. But you can take the goal band uh, between three and five goals, and you're getting plus 100 odds. So if there's three or four or five goals scored in the match, you're getting plus odds, um, which is pretty good considering yeah. like the over is about minus one. My, the over two and a half is about oh, minus 150. So – you're basically taking that down to plus 100 and hoping there's not six, seven or eight goals <laughs> or something, um, which I mean is definitely possible, but I think the um, getting that range is definitely uh, something I'll probably, probably check out myself. And, and if we get uh six, seven, eight goals, then that's just worth the price of admission, you know? <laughs> <laughs> yeah. As long as, uh, as long as Rafinha gets something, I'll say. Yeah, yeah, just for, for the <laughs> sake of season-long purposes. Yeah. All right, so getting into the rest of the weekend here, uh, what do we got? What's your best bet for this weekend? 
Yeah, I'm going to go quickly before I go over my best bet. I know we talked about that Tottenham-Chelsea yeah. game earlier, and I wanted to get back into that. But uh, similar to this uh, Newcastle-Leeds game, uh, I'm going to go the opposite direction here. Um, Tottenham and Chelsea uh, have been super tight at the back, and I mentioned that Tottenham have conceded <clears throat> well, they conceded three goals in their last game. Well, those are the only goals that they've, that they've conceded so far this season. They're playing a man down. Uh, specifically without a defender. And so they've been super tight at the back. Nuno's got them playing a pretty good brand defensively. And then Chelsea, who I also mentioned, are like have been so well drilled at the back. They have uh, conceded just the one goal. And, and similar to Tottenham, that one goal came when they were playing down a man to Liverpool. And that was from the penalty spot. So they have yet to concede a goal from open play. They just kept a clean sheet in the Champions League. Uh, so between the two teams over uh, – accumulated eight games they've conceded four goals so taking a look at that the under if you you know potentially think that uh it could be a nil nil draw the under one and a half is plus 320 i'm not sure what the under half is i had to uh, take a peek at that but specifically the under one and a half in, in case somebody wins one nil is plus 320 under two and a half is plus 125 and the under three and a half uh which is not super uh intriguing but that's minus 195 so uh, something to really consider as both teams have uh, have played like a super good, uh, super good defensively. And then I'm going to get into my best bet here. And uh, again, looking at some of the, the weaker sides playing each other in the Premier League here, we have a, a booming matchup of uh, Norwich City and Watford, Watford here. Uh, Norwich have lost their last 14 Premier League matches, which, you know, obviously going back from not just this season, but their previous season when they're in the Premier League, so two seasons ago. They've lost 14 straight matches, uh, which is not a stat you want to be associated with. And uh, Watford have beaten Norwich in the last four meetings across all competition, which I thought was kind of interesting. So you can get uh, Norwich – Watford to draw – or you can get the draw at plus 240, but if, you're, but if you really think Watford's going to play strongly here, I like Watford at plus 235. Um, just because Norwich are, have been so poor, they you know despite like dominating the championship, coming back up, they just can't seem to really figure it out in the Premier League. So, I Watford, you know they've got a they've got a win under their belt, the one that they got early on in the season. I think they could play well enough here to go a plus two thirty five. You don't like them to win, you know. Look at the draw at plus two forty. So that's my best bet. And then a fun one here that might be interesting is uh, Norwich Watford. You can get a nil nil draw at plus five hundred odds. Norwich haven't scored haven't scored in seven of their last eight Premier League matches, while Watford have not scored in six of their last eight away Premier League, Premier League matches. So two teams who have struggled to score uh, Norwich all, you know, whether it's home or away, and then Watford away. So um, that's my best bet is uh, Watford to win at plus two thirty five. Yeah, I'm uh, I'm definitely into that one. Uh, again, my article coming out, my full. Game week article coming out uh, probably today or tomorrow. Um, touches on that one. I do like Watford to win. It almost feels like kind of a trap being uh, that big of an underdog. It's just because you know this is one of the one of the best chances for Norwich, you know, to get a win or to get some points home against another promoted side. So they're definitely going to be uh, pushing a lot in this one. So that will definitely be interesting, but. Like you said, Watford won the last four, and that's going back to championship, going back to Premier League two years ago. 
if you wanted to play it a little safer and you didn't like uh, whatever the it was about minus 140 for the winner draw for Watford, uh, there's a thing called draw no bet where you can take uh, if you wanted that on Watford. That would mean if they win, seeing here right here, you can at FanDuel they have a plus 146 odds on that. So if Watford win, you win your bet. If it's a draw, then you just get your money back. So um, it's it's a little safer, and you're kind of losing the you're losing a few bucks there um, if Watford win instead of just taking the money line. But it just kind of depends, you know, how safe of a gambler you are, or yeah, that kind of thing. And then I I guess just going back to your Chelsea Tottenham game. Uh, uh, was the under you're looking saying the under three and a half goals for something like that i usually just if you like if you like some if you like bets um you're liking the under on something and maybe you the odds aren't good enough on under two and a half or something and you don't want to take it by itself sometimes we won't be afraid to put that in a parlay i know you know parlays are are tricky things and they exist for a reason. That's to lose money. But just if we're just talking these last two games, you could take under three and a half, uh, whatever those odds were, minus 200 or something like that, and then take the draw no bet with Watford at plus 146 or even the uh, the winner or draw with Watford at minus 140, and then you're into plus odds right there off of, off of two games, off of two things you like. So um, definitely something to consider if you're into parlays, um, what are your thoughts on taking parlays in general, I guess? And what are your thoughts on that parlay? Yeah, maybe it's, maybe it's cause I don't know. I've got a, a, a small brain, but, uh, <laughs> uh, it's some, you know, the, the parlays get a little trickier here and I'd really have to feel strongly about, you know, two or even three different bets to feel like I, I should get into that. Um, definitely not opposed, especially if you get yourself into plus odds, but, uh, I, I'm, you know, for at this point, I'm, I'm pretty much just like sticking to, uh, just standalone bets. Yeah. Yeah, definitely. I, uh, I don't know. Pretty much ever since I started putting money down on games, I've always just been, Oh, parlay, you can whatever, put these things together. And, uh, is this past Tuesday, I, you know, got a little overzealous. I put a bunch of things together for champions league. It came out to like plus 1800 odds or something. Uh, I had a few draws and then one of them was, um, uh, whoever played on Tuesday, uh, I had a draw set for the Tuesday game, and so I hit. I hit on four of the ones that were in the parlay, and I lost on. You take um, Man United. <laughs> no, it was. Oh, I bet against Juventus. So I took Melmo and Juventus draw. I hit on three other draws in this bet, and Chelsea to win, and then I admit I. I blew up on the the Melmo one. A little too overconfident uh, in yeah. that. Probably after watching. Uh, Manchester United lose their away match to young boys. So, um, but anyways, getting back to Premier League here. So I'm going to go, going back. I got, uh, I got, that's <laughs> the Villa here. I kind of like this over two and a half goals here in this match. So we're getting pretty even odds yet. Minus 105 at most places. Um, this kind of feels I don't know. I guess a lot of bets on the slate kind of feel like traps, but this one kind of feels like a trap. It's even <laughs> odds. Everton, they have these high scoring matches. They were just 3 1 against, you know, a defensive team like Burnley. Uh, the games these teams played last year were pretty, I wouldn't say defensive, but there just wasn't a ton of goals in them. 
obviously that was with Ancelotti uh, leading Everton, but I just think um, the way Everton play, it's just allowing for goals. And that's something I'm going to continue to look at if we're getting these odds, if you're getting about even odds at over two and a half goals. So way Everton play, they kind of, they don't really want to hang on to the ball. They want to play off the counter. And I think that kind of plays into, you know, Villa's counterattacking as well. It's kind of the same last week as Burnley. Um, Villa's probably going to win the possession battle in this match. But um, if you look at their last week game, they played Ollie Watkins and Danny Ings at the same time. First time ever that happened. Uh, it wasn't a great result. They lost 3-0, but again, they played at Chelsea. Uh, I think the main thing I want to take away from that match is they actually, you know, they're pretty competitive. Uh, if you're watching any of that game, like Villa had their opportunities. Uh, if you look at the corner battle, they won that 11-4. They actually had more expected goals than Chelsea in that game. They had 18 shots. And sure, that part of that was because, you know, game script, Chelsea got the early goal in the 15th minute and were leading most of the way. But, I mean, that is still a team like Chelsea. So put that into a team against Everton. Um, I just think if one of these teams, you know, gets a first half goal or gets a goal, it's just going to be up and down, up and down. You're just going to see a ton of opportunities. I just don't think this is a game um, where you're going back to the Chelsea Tottenham game. Like if one of those teams gets one goal, I think it's going to finish 1-0. Just just how they play. You got the solid back lines. Those teams know how to hold on to leads. Whereas Villa and Everton, uh, I'm not. I don't think Everton know how to hold on to a lead. Uh, I don't think Villa know how to hold on to a lead really. Um, so I just think there's going to be goals in that game, and I mean, just the hope is it doesn't turn out like what happened with you uh, last week. Like, neither time, neither team gets a goal, and you know, it just sits a score of the straw. But going over two and a half, getting even odds on that. So, uh, any thoughts on that match? Yeah, definitely. The I mean. Besides now that I have so much investment in the Norwich City Wofford uh, match, that's Everton Villa is probably the what I expect to be the most entertaining game. And, you know, for all those reasons you just mentioned. So I you know, I, I definitely think you're on the right track there and uh would be interested in it as well. Just just from a standalone fact that it should be a solid match. And it's and it's the late one too. So um if you want a little bit of extra uh, extra interest in that match, you know, that's that's a good way to go. Yeah, definitely. Late later in the day, and you know the, these guys are are sitting around a bit, a little bit longer <laughs> for this late late night match. So maybe that uh, adds to the adrenaline a little bit. Otherwise, uh, another game I almost was considering. Uh, so you got you got Burnley at home against Arsenal. With the way Arsenal play, I don't know why they're a plus one hundred favorite in this spot. I know Burnley are. Haven't really done anything, um, but I think last season I want to say the two matches were uh, were both of them were one zero maybe, and uh, Burnley may have won both of them. I don't know. So I, something I'd look at: Burnley win draw the under two and a half in that game is definitely uh, something I'd be looking at. Also, if we want to get back to the parlay, I was talking. Um, Liverpool and Manchester City combine those. If you take both of them by one and a half goals against uh, Crystal Palace and Southampton, respectively, uh, that's another decent place to look. Uh, anything else to stand out to you for the weekend? 
not that I can think of. That's pretty much it covered what I was what I'm most interested okay. with with that um those under goals for Tottenham Chelsea and then the over uh, goals with Newcastle and Leeds and then um you know for whatever reason I have a, a good hankering for some Norwich City Watford on Saturday. <laughs> yeah, I was waiting for you to say that you that you're gonna bet uh, Burnley to win and then <laughs> take Arteta to be fired after that. Yeah, no, but, we can, uh, we can keep that theme going all day. <laughs> <laughs> All right, well, uh, this has been Wits, or sorry, not Wits. We are wearing kits. This is Kits and Wagers. All right. Uh, Thanks for joining me, Chris. Uh, Make sure to subscribe and like wherever you listen. Again, the YouTube Rudderwire Soccer channel. Chris, thank you for joining us. Cheers, y'all. Whether you're a world-class athlete or a podcaster like me, we all understand the importance of mental and physical well-being and proper recovery for top-notch performance. That's why I'm excited that Unified Healing is sponsoring podcasts on the Blue Wire Network. Unified Healing is a new and super innovative global network of wellness centers powered by Energy Enhancement System, or EE System. If you haven't heard of the EE System yet, then you'll want to listen up. This technology promotes wellness, deep relaxation, purification, and rejuvenation. Wherever you are across the globe, access to a center is easy and affordable. Interested in experiencing the EE System technology for yourself? Go to unifiedhealing.com slash bluewire to learn more and find a center near you. That's unified, U-N-I-F-Y-D, healing.com slash bluewire. No material or testimonials on the Unified Healing website are intended to be viewed as medical advice or a substitute for professional medical advice, diagnosis, or treatment. Always seek the advice of your physician or other qualified healthcare provider with any questions you may have regarding a medical condition or treatment and before undertaking a new healthcare regimen, including EE system.